here we are again talking about coaching. I'm here with Yannick and Nikki. So today we're going to cover the question, do I always need a goal to coach? Great question. So yeah, let's dive in. What do you guys think? <laughs> we got a fan as well in the background. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like the question or she doesn't like goals or maybe she doesn't like not having goals. And I, I think that's a, that's a nice segue because I think a lot of coaches don't like not having a goal or the client not coming in with a goal. Um, I, as far as, uh, as I've uh, gathered, it's that not knowing where we're going with this, that uncertainty that uh, I don't know what this is if we're not working towards something in the future. You know, if the client just want to talk or maybe, you know, we had three sessions and they've now reached the goal and now we're just talking, you know, there is a, a discomfort in uh, how can I provide value if I don't know what value would mean, mm. you know, um, the smarter the goal, like the, the more specific and measurable and achievable and relevant and time bound, the more laser focused can I be in my coaching work? You know, because I know exactly where our anchor is. I know exactly where we're going with this. So everything that we talk about, I can put into that relation. I'm like, how is what we're talking about going to help you get closer to that goal? Mm -hmm. So the better defined that goal is, the easier the coaching work becomes because you know exactly where you're going. So I understand that gives a certain a certainty and a comfort, you know, for the coach. Um, but life's just often a little bit more messy. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes the goal is very vague um, and maybe it's it, the, the client is not quite yet in a position to make it super smart and super defined. And personally, I'm okay with sitting in that. The question if that is still coaching, if there is no agenda as such or a well-defined goal, that's an interesting one, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah, gosh, it's quite tricky, to be honest. Um, I'm having quite like mixed reactions actually hearing you talk about it. Um, what comes to mind for me is, you know, I guess it depends a little bit as a coach, how you want to work and kind of, you know, what kind of clients you're willing to work with. If you want to be a really strict, perhaps a performance coach and what you do is goals and help people meet goals. And perhaps you have a very kind of determined strategy or like, you know, a process, then perhaps being with someone who has no goals will be out of your comfort zone or is just something you're not interested in. However, And again, going back to kind of the course I did, which was called transformational coaching, I feel like that opens up a lot more space for, you know, coaching that is not so defined or governed by goals. And that can just be a bit more explorative, like kind of guided inquiry. And I suppose as long as the client is comfortable and happy to continue their work or contracts you, even mm -hmm. though they don't have a clear goal, that can be really cool. And my personal approach with people who come to coaching and say, hey, I'm here and I don't actually know what it is I want to do, but I wanted to be in coaching. One exercise that I find really, really great for that is the wheel of life. because it just, you know, might just point out something to them or their scores might reveal something to them. And they're like, Hey, suddenly actually my, my health is only a two out of 10. Maybe that's something, you know, why, or I don't know. I think it's a great way to start a discussion when someone doesn't come in with a clear defined objective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I've, I found it useful, um, you know, I, I have a business coach and I have a life coach and with a life coach, there is no agenda, mm. but in, in a way there is a goal, right? I was thinking about the definition of what, it, what does it mean 
what does a goal mean for me? So there's not a goal necessarily to get to, but we work on the me, me as a chess player rather than the chess board. Right. So this mm-hmm. is like a distinction I, I learned from Steve. He said, you know, like Steve usually coaches the chess player, not the chess board. So if someone comes to him to, to, uh, well, he doesn't really do coaching anymore, but if someone would come to him for growing the business, he would focus on the person, not, mm-hmm. not, not the business itself. Right. And this, this for me has been really useful. It is working on who I am being, you know, my personal life and actually getting that to, uh, you know, improving the quality of the quality of life right In, you know improving the enjoyment there and and i've seen that that directly correlates to success in other areas mm. but again for some people that wouldn't be necessarily a goal because i don't come we don't have a goal set like okay well we want to be here in three months we work together for 12 months it's the second year right but i've had huge benefits from the coaching mm-hmm. but i br- bring to the session what i feel <laughs> is useful from session to session. Mm-hmm. And initially when I heard that, he, when he said to me like, well, there's no agenda, you are the agenda. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, that's a bit weird. But then I experienced it and I thought, hey, you know what? This is really powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, it's how we define goals. For, for me, so in a way there is a goal, it's about me. It's not yeah. so much about anything else. Yeah, so there's there's a context in which the work yeah. is taking place and uh, you will have learned and I definitely have learned that uh, these conversations are valuable and the insights that emerge are going to make a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the thing is, if we can't, if we don't set a goal in the beginning, if there isn't a, a clear, defined, smart outcome for this, then sometimes we might not know where we are. You know, I cannot promise you anything. I cannot make any guarantees. I mean, I can barely do that anyway. But like, if we're not working towards something specific, I cannot tell you how confident I am that we're going to get there because it's just not there. What I am confident about is that these conversations are valuable because you're going to learn something about yourself inevitably, you know, if you tune in with a coaching mindset. And uh, that will affect your life in positive ways. I, I know that, you know, but you don't have that certainty. You know, and I think this is where uh, a lot of goals come in um, because they're easy to sell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody comes in with a specific outcome, you say, okay, I'm going to charge you this amount of money in order to, you know, uh, uh, get this kind of outcome or to increase the likelihood or to help you on that journey, you know, however, with however much certainty you want to phrase that. But there's very, something very concrete that people pay money for. You know, when somebody comes to a conversation and, you know, you don't know what the outcomes are going to be and what the insights are going to be, you just have to kind of trust that it's going to be valuable. It's a harder sell. Mm -hmm. So the people who trust coaching, like, you know, Sivash and me and you, we have no issue probably going with a coach who and just starting conversations, Mm -hmm. you know, trusting that the insights that are going to emerge will will have an impact on our lives. And whenever we wanted to work on something very clearly and something very set, very set agenda, you know, then we can do a period of that and be really laser focused and the coach can facilitate that. Um, but somebody who doesn't know coaching, they might be like, what, you charge me this much and I'm, I'm, I can't be sure of what's going to come out of this. As this uh, there's a lot of trust involved here. Hmm. And that's just making me think again, though, as we were saying that, you know, especially where there is no goal a fixed goal you also kind of i think rely a lot more on the commitment from the client and the kind of proactivity on their part to implement whatever 
insights they have out of these kind of quite open conversations. Cause yeah, I suppose the client who's looking to you to provide them with answers or guidance, mm -hmm. um, which you would have maybe in a more performance coaching setting, they're, they're maybe not going to be able to understand or gain anything from a more open conversation whilst a client who's quite wanting to change or make it change something in their life is, is perhaps going to be more proactive with what comes out of those conversations and implement it and benefit from them. Mm -hmm. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, we've just filmed a session with David Clutterbuck on goals. I, I wasn't able yet to uh, go through all the materials, but something he said uh, when we talked about the content in the beginning is that a lot of people get addicted to goals You know, and a lot of coaches, like there are real pitfalls in being too attached to goals, you know, and there's also, a, there's worth a discussion of like goals versus direction, you know, versus uh, there's, there's something that I'm, I'm working towards. But if I get too attached to that vision or to that business plan or to that smart goal, you know, chances are it's not going to be exactly like that, especially if it's a long-term goal. You know, if you plan for something five years in the future, chances are it's not going to be exactly as you envision it. So I think the, the general uh, art here is that to be, to be uh, not too attached to that outcome in the future, but also not to be detached, you know, to care mm -hmm. passionately about that vision that you hold, that thing that you can see, that version of yourself or your business or, you know, that, that behavior in the future that you want to uh, create um, and be passionately uh, um, committed to that. But with letting go of any sort of certainty that it's going to happen exactly like that. I, I, it's very rare that a business plan comes into effect exactly as it was uh, planned, you know, five years ago. Um, because the world changes. There's so many factors outside of our control. And I, I get people that are so attached to a vision that drives them very strongly towards that vision. But also, if they get too attached to it, they're bound to get disappointed if the vision turns out differently. So we need some flexibility when we work with goals. Mm -hmm. And when we get too attached to them or perhaps even addicted to them, it's like there's something around uh, a wider existential view on how humans work, you know, because they see so many people, they just go from one goal to the next, to the next, to the next, mm -hmm. three months, and then I'm there. And then, oh, emptiness, what's next? Next goal, because that gives my life meaning and purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, so they set a goal and they, they go there and they achieve it or they don't achieve it. And then the next goal. And so there's a lot of people going from goal to goal to goal to goal, but their life generally is a bit empty because if you would take the goals away, they don't know who they're being, mm -hmm. you know? And I guess that's where the existential coaching work comes in. And, you know, a lot of the therapy work comes in. It's like, if you take all the goals away, who are you? You know, mm -hmm. what's left? And I think the, the pandemic has done a lot of that. It's taken a lot of people's goals away. It's taken people's whole industries away. And then a lot of people sat there and they're like, who am I without my industry? Who am I without my goal? Who am I without my work? And I think there's, uh, it's not that there's where the real work starts, but this is where a different kind of work starts. You know, I absolutely value the kind of goal-focused, solution-focused coaching. You know, it's a very, very powerful tool. Cool, three months, six months, five years, whatever. Create the vision, set a super smart goal, You know, work, how can I get from A to B? It's super valuable, super powerful. But I think there's more to it. You know, there's a different area that the work could go in potentially. And sometimes that's the work clients need to do. Sometimes the work they need to do is to, you know, get that goal done because it's important. 
But sometimes they get so stuck in the goal achievement that they don't really um, work on or consider what else is there outside of all of these goals. You know, what meaning and purpose does my life have without continuously working towards something? I mean, I suppose, you know, that makes me think, you know, maybe the, the role of the coach is expanding, shifting, evolving, just changing. I think, you know, the way I understand the history of coaching is traditionally was very, you know, sports oriented, performance oriented. And, and I think, you know, keeping up with the times and the services people are seeking, perhaps our roles as coaches and especially in a crisis like Corona is kind of has widened somehow as these goals get taken away and people are stuck with kind of more of a personal development aspect. I guess what that makes me kind of question, as you were speaking, I was thinking a lot about positive psychology and that's kind of, you know, a lot of that personal development oriented stuff, but without necessarily so much of a focus on goals. So it's like, um, are we kind of merging into that? And is, you know, is that just the way coaching is going or what do you think about that? Yannick as an expert, on positive psychology um, are we merging honest, into like therapy and psychology as coaches yeah. no. I think we go there if we choose to go there you know I think okay. every coach has to decide how they work and what they help people with mm-hmm. you know so I used to because I'm coming from the positive psychology uh, existential kind of uh, background I'm like I I want people to you know consider big questions around meaning you know, and uh, I would like people to strip away um, some of these uh, layers on top of who am I underneath my job or my uh, character or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. What is that? But to be honest, there's a lot of coaches that do really good work. So uh, in the goal set, in the goal, goal space. So I think every coach needs to decide what's the value I bring and what do I help people with? And, Mm -hmm. uh, it's perfectly fine to be a coach with relatively little training because you can help people set a goal and find a way to achieve that goal and support them on that journey with relatively little training. That's why we have so many coaches, especially organizations. You can do a weekend course, you know, or a couple of evenings, and then you learn the grow model, uh, which is, you know, starts with goals. And then what's happening now? What's my reality? How can I bridge that gap? And how exactly are you going to do that? and help people facilitate that process of helping people get closer to their goal. It's a pretty straightforward process. It's not magic, you know, it's powerful, but it's pretty simple. Mm. But then there's so much more to coaching and to Mm -hmm. working with people in a psychological context. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why we have so many different coaches Mm -hmm. and some of them focus purely on goal setting and achievement. And I'm not saying that that's always a simple process. It can get very, very complex. Um, but I think this is, to answer your question, is up to every coach. You know, mm-hmm. what, what's my style? How much training do I have? To what kind of depth am I willing and able to go? And then you tell to the client, you know, this is the way I work. This is what I help people with. And then they can make an informed decision whether to work with you or not. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, so just to clarify, I guess, you know, my, my original question, and I didn't phrase it as clearly uh, as I would have wanted to, but is if there is no longer a goal involved, is that still the arena of coaching or is that then entering kind of, you know, a different arena, like maybe more the realm of positive psychology, Mm. whilst in reality, it seems that naturally Uh. we've evolved to integrate more of that personal development aspect, Mm. whilst 
that's just kind of what happens perhaps when there isn't a goal because you're doing more of that introspective work and helping the person to discover themselves. Mm. But is that just because we've now expanded the de definition of coaching to include that mm. even when there's no goal? I think clients don't care okay. um, very often. You know, I think that's a conversation that a lot of practitioners have. And I think it's a worthwhile conversation to have. Like, what frame do I put around my work? Mm -hmm. You know, is that, is, am I now a positive psychology practitioner or am I still a coach? Mm -hmm. You know, and especially both of these terms, like they, it's not that they have no meaning, but it's really a very subjectively defined mm -hmm. uh, framework, you know, mm -hmm. because there's this unregulated and there's so many different ways of approaching coaching. Mm -hmm. You know, some coaches, they will, they will tell you exactly what to do you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. and some other coaches that will never tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. So within that space, uh, similar with positive psychology practitioners, uh, some will just create a space where they listen to you and you talk about things uh, like aspects um, within positive psychology, you know, what's right with you. And uh, some are very directive and some are very non-directive. So it, it really depends. Um, there is a good argument for uh, coaching it's not coaching if you don't have an agenda you're not moving towards something mm -hmm. i get that and i appreciate that um some of these clients that came to me and we didn't have any agenda or any um i personally i i i felt it was important to not co call that coaching you mm -hmm. know so we decided we're going to have existential conversations or an existential mm -hmm. dialogue you know but even dialogue dialogue is a conversation with a purpose so we're still mm -hmm. moving towards something or somewhere mm -hmm. so but I have two clients uh, currently where we said, these are existential conversations. This is not coaching. And I would, wouldn't feel comfortable calling it coaching because in my mind, that's not what I provide. Mm -hmm. But really, that was for me. Mm -hmm. they, didn't, they didn't really care. I think it was important to talk about it. Not that they come out and they work with another coach and they're like, wait a second, what Yannick did, that wasn't coaching at all. Why did I pay him for coaching? Mm -hmm. You know. So for, I, I think for me, that's important that we agree that we're not going to set a goal and that because of that, we, 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 will, we may move a lot slower towards something that they might have in the background operating. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't tell you that we're going to, that I'm confident that we're going to get those results within six months. You know, if somebody want, wants to double their income or wants to create a coaching practice, I'm like, yeah, I'm confident that you can do that. You know, if somebody says, I don't know, but there's something and I want to explore it. And I'm like, that's fine. But we're, I, I, can't, I can't tell you where this is going to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Seva, been, you've been silent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I think it's interesting. I personally, you know, more and more I'm leaning towards the idea of that, you know, coaching is a tool and not so much a title, right? And, and that for me, because, you know, I think, like you said, there are so many different ways of people, you know, do it in so many different ways. And I know, you know, if you think about books, there is a way of like, there's a way we can identify pure coaching. But, you know, nowadays, you know, yeah, I think personally, I think what's really important is that just having trans transparency around what the person in front of you wants. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's helpful. Like people ask me sometimes, well, what is it? you know, that you do, and I explained to them, for me, it's a combination of, you know, I call it an apprenticeship, it's a combination of mentoring, coaching, and, you know, sometimes supervision, but it's it's really, for me, I think what's, what's you know, what's just really useful is 
is to just slow down and, and just really get clear on, well, what, what does this person here want? If, if the person says, well, hey, okay, I'm happy to sign up for three months. This is what I want. And they might not call it a goal. They might just say, well, you know, I just want to have get some more clarity around my relationship or, but, you know, I don't have a place to go to. You still have a clear idea around what they want. You know, I, like mm. I come now across a lot of coaches who say, well, we don't work. You know, there's this, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but in the University of Santa Monica, they have a, a degree in spiritual psychology. Mm. And they talk about this concept of a goal line and a, um, what do you call it? A soul line, mm. right? And a lot of coaches, they're, they're like, yeah, we don't work on the goal line. We only work on the soul line. Mm. But the idea of that is about more about who they are being. Right. But again, like some would, I would some to see that as, this is still a goal because maybe you want to become more grounded or you want to become more happy. You want to be, you know, increase your well being. There's a goal there. Right. Mm. You want to go higher on, up that, up that mm. ladder. Yeah. It's not just what do you want to do? It's also who do you want to be? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think it's just having that transparency around, well, you know, let's, let's see where we are right now and where we want to go. And if, you know, if there's not a clear definition of where that person wants to go, again, if, if the coach and the client are very clear about that, it has to start there. The, the starting point has to be really clear. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I really like that. My, my, I went off a little bit on kind of an exploration of, because I think this is a subject I've been grappling with as I'm kind of trying to to kind of really nail what my niche is in coaching and having done loads of exercises I almost don't know the word to put to it the closest I think I've come is like personal develop coaching personal development coaching like how do I differentiate myself from like performance coaching or you know how do I find a term that encompasses being a coach that doesn't have necessarily that goal-centric approach or operate in that way any any suggestions well I'm just thinking here it's a difficult one, right? Because development or growth came to my mind as well. Mm-hmm. But like all of these terms imply that you're going somewhere, you know? So all of mm-hmm. these terms will have at some point the question, where are we working towards? What are we working towards? Who are we working towards? But like there's some something in the future you want to create, you know, that is yourself as a person, development or growth. You know, they all implies a, a going somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, a moving towards something. And I, I think that is a, a quite a crucial element to coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, how well that's defined, that's the question. What do you call that? I think that depends a lot on who you're talking to, you know, because you tell some people, they hear personal development, and they're like, ah, that's like, you know, all these people that are scamming you, um, you know, on social media or whatever. Uh, others, they're like, yeah, to- personal development, that's totally my thing. I'm absolutely all in personal development, you know, because I think it's so important. What else could be more important than develop yourself personally, you know? So if you start to uh, like have some of those conversations with the kind of people that you want to help, you know, and then you start using different terms and see what the reaction is. Or you just ask people, it's like, hey, I'm, you know, you're the kind of client I would want to help. You know, I think like you could be a friend of yours or, you know, a random person on the street, like in a focus group. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, you're the, you're the kind of client that I would want to work with. You're the kind of person I would want to help. 
uh, do their thing. You know, I want to support you. I, I'm thinking about calling myself a personal development coach. Mm-hmm. How would you react to that? Is that something that, that would uh, spark your attention or mm-hmm. is that something you would turn your head to? Mm-hmm. Is, what's your thinking around that term? So mm-hmm. just kind of explore that a bit. Nice. Cool. I might try that. Thank you. Mm. But again, that's a that's a whole nother conversation, right? How mm-hmm. do I how do I call myself? I'll make a note of that episode too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've done yeah. these, haven't we? <laughs> exactly. Um, any anything else? Cool. It seems like yes, goals seem to be um, quite an essential element of coaching, but they can certainly be coaching that doesn't have an outspoken, very well-defined goal, you know, but there's some context or some agenda somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, and how vague or how defined that is, that is up to how much, uh, you know, uncertainty we can bear within the space. Um, if we don't have any goal at all and the, the client just wants to talk, um, whether you still call that coaching or not, I think that's up to the coach and that's the beauty of a unregulated profession. You know, my take is as long as your client knows the score and knows what they're saying yes to, it's fine. I like it. Sweet. Well, thanks, guys. Excellent. Um, I think we can leave that here. Uh, as usual, guys, if you, if you have a question around this, we would love to hear your opinions on this. If there's coaches out there who don't work with goals or coaches who only work with goals, I'd love to hear about your experiences because I think that's why we're talking about coaching. If we talk about our different perspectives in this unregulated profession with so many different perspectives on it and so many different approaches, I think it's useful to inspire each other, you know, and take a few bits from each other. You know, it's like, oh, you know, if there's a a coach who only works with goals, maybe they got inspired today by maybe I don't need to be so, uh, so, uh, um, so crucial about like, I have to have a goal. Otherwise I don't take you on. You know, have a practice client, you know, have a conversation where you don't know where it's going to go. You know, maybe just tune in, see what happens. Maybe there's some value inside. You know? Or on the other end, you know, if, if you have quite vague goals and you often find yourself lost in conversations, maybe there's a way you can smarten up your goals. You know, you can make something more specific. There's a very clear process behind it. And that can provide a lot of value, can also distract us from the perhaps the real work that needs to be done. But that's, uh, that's to be seen. So thanks for that. Thanks, guys. Hey, everybody. If you found this conversation helpful for you and your coaching practice, then there's a couple of ways that you can support the podcast and stay up to date with future episodes. Obviously, you can subscribe on here on YouTube if that's a jam. If you want to get it straight into your inbox, never miss an episode, uh, there's a link in the description to can sign up for our mailing list. You can uh, leave us a review or follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, come join us on Facebook. Um, we'll get the conversation going there. Uh, obviously, leave us a comment. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. And uh, any way you choose to do that, uh, tell a friend, whatever you want to do. We really appreciate it. And we hope you get a lot out of it. So see you next time. Bye.